Thank you for joining us for this episode of Turf Dudes brought to you by Heralds. This is your host, Jack Harold III. Our Turf Dudes are reaching out to industry leaders and game changers to discuss what they're seeing out there. If you have a topic suggestion or know of a Turf Dude with innovative work in the field we should feature, please let us know at turfdudes@heralds.com. In today's episode, Dr. Raymond Snyder and Jason Frank conduct a roundtable discussion with Mike Rienzi, golf course superintendent of Grand Harbor, Dr. John Cesar, retired professor from University of Florida, Brad Swadek, and Tony McKenna from Civitas. All right, let's, let's go around the room. Raymond Snyder, Director of Agronomy, Harrells. Mike Rienzi, Golf Course Superintendent, Grand Harbor. Tony McKenna, Sales Account Manager, Civitas. Uh, John Cesar, retired University of Florida. Jason Frank, Harrells, Florida Sales Director. Brad Slotik, Technical Services Advisor, Civitas. All right. Uh, just since we have everybody here, we've got researchers, Civitas representatives, Harrells people. Uh, we're doing the research work here at, at Grand Harbor with Mike Rienzi. Let's let's talk a little bit about Civitas. And uh, let me start it off with the Civitas guys. C- could you guys just give it just give us a little bit of a of a background on on the evolution of this product into the industry and and, and some of that some of that type of uh, information. Sure. So it was approximately a dozen years ago. There was a PhD researcher that ran the agricultural and lawn care division for Suncor Energy in Canada that was tasked uh, with the mission of developing perhaps a uh, a plant action product that would help uh, extend the life uh, span of uh, various plants, et cetera, to help reduce uh, some various inputs up there in Canada. And that was uh, sort of the the embryonic stage of it all. That's what he was tasked with. And through a lot of research, he developed uh, a process to come up with a synthetic paraffin or a food-grade liquid wax, uh, which eventually became OMRI certified, and that's used in conjunction with a pigment. And through the help of many, many academics like John Cesar, Dr. Cesar, and many others in the country, it was uh, refined to where it creates an action on the plant that induces the systemic resistance of the plant. So uh, similar to systemic acquired resistance, but it works primarily through a different pathway in the plant, the jasmonic pathway. So, so it started about tw- 12, 12 years ago. Yes. And when you when you originally launched it, it was it was called. It was originally it was, it was called just Civitas or Civitas Classic. And at that time, uh, again, the whole premise of this material is plant health. However, when it was launched, it was actually launched with its first label uh, in the cool season market approximately nine years ago. So it was originally, it's essentially a plant health product that's legally labeled as a fungicide. So it was originally launched as a fungicide, but its primary uh, focus is plant health. So to this day, it's it's legally labeled also as a fungicide. So now you said something there that was interesting in terms of what you called the material okay on the label it says one thing which is it says mineral oil which is what it's derived from what it's derived from but you actually re- referred to its its true nature which is a uh, when it's done uh, through the process that uh, is put upon it of removing all the petroleum distillates it's converted to technically a synthetic isoparaffinic oil aka paraffin or liquid wax it's okay. crystal clear Liquid wax. Okay, so is there is there something special or unique about this 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 wax that helps improve the activity as, as it associates with its contact on the leaf blade? Yes, 
And that's what was discovered through a lot of the research when it's used uh, in conjunction with the pigment. There's a synergistic action. The, the paraffin itself is almost identical to the natural wax coating on the leaf surface. And it creates an, uh, an action on the plant when the droplets are on the plant. It, for lack of a better description, it affects the signaling gene in the plant. The plant uh, senses that there's something going on in terms of activity on the leaf. Not really sure whether the, at that point it doesn't know whether that's traffic or whether that's uh, heat stress, cold stress, or a pathogen or an insect. And it hits that jasmonic pathway. And as Dr. Cesar often describes, at that point the signaling gene travels down and primes the defensive producing genes in the plant. So it's always priming but one does not necessarily see any result until stress occurs and then the plant responds. And so Dr. Cesar, you've had experience with this out in the field starting when? I, I've been working with the product uh, in various forms for about 10 years. And, and, and so you were primarily working with it in warm season grass? Uh, cool totally, season totally grass? in warm season grass. Uh, I was located at the Fort Lauderdale Research and Education Center at Subtropics, so we deal mostly with warm season turf. And then you were looking at it in terms of what what type of response, what type of setting? Well, when the when when the when the people from uh, the Civitas uh, organization came to me, one of the thoughts they had was they felt very strongly that this product would reduce the amount of nutrients you would need, the amount of water you, that was required for turf, and those are you know special. Uh, natural resources that are in uh, short supply. So that was of great interest to me. And the first experiments we conducted, we conducted on uh, reducing irrigation and uh, water uh, fertilizer by 50%, fertilizer and nitrogen uh, in this regard. And certainly we were successful with that. And we've actually, over the years, have taken it up to 75% uh, reduction of fertile fertility uh, on Bermuda grass uh, successfully. And the 50% irrigation, uh, again, we've done this uh, in Florida, but I know other researchers have done it around the country uh, on cool season grass as well as warm season grass and different types of soils, clay soils, sand soils, uh, desert soils, soils with lots of uh, salts in them. And we've been able to uh, demonstrate, and they've been able to demonstrate a 50% reduction in irrigation requirements as well. This past uh, summer, we did a national trial uh, in conjunction with uh, Civitas uh, to uh, uh, look uh, do actual field trials or would you call them uh, study, work study type demonstrations where we went on golf courses and we uh, challenged the golf courses with reducing uh, irrigation as much as possible. And we were very successful at that uh, on, in a, not in a research uh, type of setting, but in a uh, actual fairway type of setting, actual golf course setting under their conditions, very successful in reducing irrigation uh, requirements, and there were other benefits as well. And then in in the work that's conducted up north, what were the uh, things that were measured there? How was the product utilized there? Well, uh, similarly, they they do a lot of work with water uh, reductions or irrigation reductions, and on cool season turf, whether it's uh, perennial ryegrass or bent grasses, they were able to show um, a remarkable reduction in uh, water water requirements or irrigation requirements. They've done a number of studies with uh, nutrient and nutrients as well, and they also have done traffic type studies. Any kind of stress type work 
the, this product would fit in. As uh, Tony McKenna mentioned, you know, the, the thing that uh, the, this product does in, in combination with, uh, with their uh, pigment, it stimulates uh, stress resistance uh, uh, pathways that basically prime or induce the uh, plant metabolism to protect itself. So similarly to while you're taking our flu shots, now this is going to be the worst flu season in many years, people take their flu shots to avoid the flu. You're going to put on Civitas to avoid the stresses, to rather than come back from stress, to avoid it. Okay, so now you mentioned something. You apply the 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 the, the natural or the wax with the the, the, pig, the the pigment, and can you describe that a little bit and how you arrived at that combination? Yeah, absolutely, and also through the way that it fits into the market these days is a lot of the uses for abiotic stress and. Uh, like Dr. Cesar, with Dr. Rossi, when he was first tasked with looking at it, his original research uh, that he did with Dr. Thomas Shang at the University of Guelph, Dr. Shang had done a lot of the work originally in Canada. When they wanted to come to the U.S., they brought it to Dr. Rossi, because simply because of ge geography. He was very close to Toronto, Mississauga, where, where the company's based out of, and he was doing work at that point with Beth Page, which he still does. And he was tasked with uh, Tank Mix Partner, with traditional chemistries on some of the cool season diseases, et cetera, et cetera, to see if they could extend that threshold. However, what happened was that it morphed into the abiotic use, which is both cool season now and warm season, because what he saw, there's still a webinar today on the Internet that you can find that two of them did together, where they discuss, hey, we were tasked to look at this for uh, use with traditional chemistries, but we're seeing these, quote, other Efficacies. We're seeing a little bit delayed dormancy. We're seeing this delayed senescence, which increases the traffic tolerance, or it increases the cold tolerance on warm season turf, but the 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 heat stress on cool season turf, that sort of thing. So, um, but getting back with the um, with the pigment, uh, when Dr. Pfeffer, uh, who Dr. Cesar worked with early on, especially with a lot of the work with the Primo and all, he's the man that developed it. He initially did a lot of his studies with just the paraffin. He was not having the action on the plant that he was desiring. He was not hitting any kind of signaling gene in the plant, et cetera. He started using pigments with it, and when he hit a 16 to 1 ratio, 16 parts of paraffin to one part pigment, he triggered that jasmonic pathway and that priming occurred. So the whole science is the is the priming gotcha. of the plant. Okay. And... Um what type of services are you are these users applying it to? Or is it greens, fairways, surrounds? What you know? Give us a, a, your thoughts on the potential uses. Multiple. Um, again, it's it's uh, many. It, it, it's it's an interesting uh, scenario in that if the product was launched today, it probably would be launched as just quote a plant health biostimulant product. But this was launched nine years ago in the north, and a lot of the biostimulants weren't quite as accepted in the market as they are today. So they used the data they had where it does extend out, like Dr. Cesar mentioned, it extends out that threshold on low to moderate pressure. It's certainly not intended to take the place of traditional chemistries or when it comes to the fertilizer, um, it's not really used in, in, in the markets to reduce the fertilizer use. It's, it's used in the real world, is what I mean. It's used really now as a tank mix partner mm -hmm. to enhance the efficacy and elongate the results from your NPK apps, your PGRs like Primo, your phosphite. But the pigment has to be uh, in with the, with the material. We have two different products, the, the larger volume 
users use a two-part product because the product doesn't stay in suspension, so they have one part is paraffin uh, and one part is pigment, you just tank mix. We have a new formulation that comes in two by two and a half gallon jugs. It's called premix. The pigment's already in there for you. The end user just has to shake and go. Okay. Uh, but the pigment's a critical part of the synergy. So then you don't, we don't talk about using this product as a standalone product. We talk about using it in combinations with fertility, other chemistries. I don't, you, you know, you guys want to elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of the work that we've done in the past uh, has been trying to show, you know, standalone comparisons with, with traditional chemistries. And, and as Tony said, you know, not necessarily what uh, how it works in the plant. It's really designed to be a complement to, to what guys are doing out there um, and, and what people are trying to achieve. Um, we've looked at it over the last few years, really in conjunction with other chemistries, trying to develop, uh, you know, kind of best best management practices uh, for dollar spot control uh, up north, um, you know, for, for snow mold control, extended snow cover uh, situations, that sort of thing. So we've definitely tried to, um, you know, through, through some more extended research, really try to, to dial in, you know, how it complements, uh, you know, other, other fungicide programs and fertility programs, just depending on uh, what, what your goal is uh, behind using Civitas. Okay. Uh, you mentioned something earlier, and maybe Dr. Zar, you guys can elaborate on this. There are different biostimulant type products, and they work differently in the plants. Can you, is there a way to to describe how this this material works relative to to other materials like uh, phosphites and things like that, and and how they could potentially you be utilized together? No, oh, you want me to take that? Yeah, uh, good question, Raymond. Um, as Tony mentioned earlier, this product stimulates plant defense proteins or, or genes that express proteins uh, that get the plant ready to defend itself, regardless of what the stress is, whether it's a disease stress, a biotic stress, or an abiotic stress, whether it's uh, wear or shade or uh, too cold or too hot. So the plant actually is primed by this particular product. And you mentioned other products that do this. Yes, there's a whole science of this area now. This plant, what we call plant health products. Uh, back when this product was launched, there was a lot of skepticism uh, on the benefit of these products as plant health. And that, that concept is a rel relatively new one. Back when this was launched, there was no, there wasn't very much science on this. There's a few few areas that people were looking at, including me, but there was no generally accepted. Uh, I would say uh, uh, commonality about these products, and today there's a textbook on this. So, in a, you know, within a decade, not even a generation, there's been a tremendous switch on as to why these products work. You mentioned the uh, Aliette, well, the phosphites, for example, they also stimulate. Uh, they also help to stimulate these plant defense mechanisms. And certainly, uh, one can think of Signature as a product. Uh, Again, this was a product developed by uh, Leon Lucas uh, in conjunction with Bayer many, many years ago, in the early 90s. And then he was able to show, you know, putting on Alia alone versus putting on uh, a pigment, which they called, uh, in combination with Alia, that product actually did better. And it was not necessarily just a fungicide, but it was actually doing something to improve the plant health. And we've seen this with other, car other classes of uh, products as well. Uh, one that comes to mind is uh, the uh, strobularins, like uh, Insignia, for example. They're, they show a very strong benefit for plant health. 
and not only in turf, but also in other crops. As a matter of fact, insignia, that pyrachy strobin, that was actually the first response that showed a positive response for the plant was in corn and soybeans and the agricultural crops. And you know farmers, they're not going to put out a chemical unless they're making money. They, were, they're getting, they're not, they weren't suppressing diseases, but they were getting greater yield. So there was, that was the aha moment. And there's been enough testing now to, to demonstrate that these products actually do that. And going back to, you know, this product, uh, Civitas, Turf Defense. You know, I mentioned the abiotic stresses, but I didn't mention too much about the disease control, and the disease effects. Uh, uh, the one thing that was clearly shown by the uh, Canadian turf pathologist uh, mentioned, uh, Dr. Shang from Guelph, uh, University of Guelph up in Ontario, he showed that this product is not antimicrobial. It doesn't stop the disease. What it does is it primes the plant so that the plant can tolerate that disease. That's a concept that's different. We're not doing what a traditional synthetic fungicide does. It knocks out the spores. It kills the spores, some pathway. This product is doing something different. It's getting the plant healthy so it can tolerate that problem. It can tolerate whatever problem there is. And that's a big difference. Nevertheless, we do see reductions in certain types of diseases when you use this product. And because this is a leaf-applied or foliar-applied product, you can associate foliar-type diseases as being the more active ones for this particular product. What do you think, Tony? Uh, anthracnose, uh, dollar spot, uh, mycodokium patch, things that are on the surface that are more uh, associated with leaf-type uh, diseases. Bipolaris. Bipolaris, right? So these types of diseases uh, that are in the crown or on the leaf, where the civitas is being applied, they're more active. What else do we see about these diseases? They're also very low nitrate diseases. We see in our marketplace a lot of, a lot of uh, different facilities are very suboptimal in their use of nitrogen because they fear thatch and they fear diseases things of that nature. Nevertheless, we find that when, when you put this product out, we get about a half a percent higher amount of nitrogen in the tissue, equal to a pound of application of nitrogen per thousand square feet, a half a percent is a lot of nitrogen. It's not incremental. It's a lot of nitrogen extra. And because you have that higher nitrogen in the tissue, you're also suppressing to some extent the the, uh, the leaf uh, diseases that are low nitrogen oriented. So great. Sounds like the, the Civitas helps set the plan up for success prior to the onset of disease. And, or stress. Or stress, stress. And helps the plant during disease. And maybe if you're experiencing high disease-prone periods, you, that's when you would also include your traditional fungicides to have a multiple multiple action mode, so to speak. Yeah, and again, you know, what stresses are common on golf courses? We're mowing stress. We mow our grasses too low. Any, any of the breeders will tell you that we're mowing below optimal ranges for the grasses to get that performance up for the customer. Well, one of the ways we get around that stress is by putting on products such as Civitas Turf Defense and the other products as well. But nevertheless, that helps us bring that mowing height down without sacrificing the health of the grass. So it gives a lot more tolerance to the superintendent. So overall, a, a potentially good tank mix component with foliar fertility, phosphites like tidal fight. Absolutely. Add in your traditional fungicides, and maybe you get a, a better overall utilization of all those types That's of materials. Exactly right. That's what we see a lot of users are taking their packages of, say, the fungicide, their NPK, uh, their phosphite, 
and they're adding in an extra 50 to $100 an acre with the paraffin. And what happens is they're elongating the efficacy period. That's all. And, and like John says, it's now the plant. It's all on the plant. So the plant's just taking a little bit more of the, the, the load. So they find, and we see this in the field, if the pressure is low to moderate uh, from leaf spot or dollar spot, um, the plant itself, because of the delayed senescing and the increased health, can tolerate that. But if the triangle is really favoring the pathogen, then the user will step in and add in the traditional chemistry with it to really set, set the pathogen back. But I would, so, I would also uh, <clears throat> add that we've done enough research for the company and other researchers around the, around the United States. This is a well-researched uh, area that we've been able to reduce the use of other fungicides by up to 50%. And our plant growth regulators as well. So um, you can tamp down on nutrition and and make your fungicide programs more effective at lower dosages, which I think are very good for sustainability and also good for the pocketbook as well. Perhaps, Dr. Cesar, you could share why it's such a good tank mix partner with the phosphite, because you talk in the seminars about the SAR products like phosphites, et cetera, working through one pathway, the metabolic, through the salicylic pathway, this working through the other pathway. It's why, for instance, Civitas and phyto, uh, phosphites have become a great partnership in the microdochium programs. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, Tony. Uh, and, uh, one of the things that we now know about this, this particular product, and we know a lot more about these metabolic pathways, is that there are different ones, and um, one is called the systemic activated uh, resistance, the SAR model, and that's where you see uh, certain products like uh, let's throw out we've been talking about Elliot that would that stimulates that pathway, and so does the pigment that's used in uh, in this particular product has has stimulatory uh, uh, actions in that regard as well. But the wax component, the paraffin wax component, the civitas, the clear mineral oil that we talked about, that also signals on the leaf surface, uh, proteins on the leaf surface to stimulate uh, that there's something going on on the leaf. And that also stimulates the pathway. And that's more of an induced, that's what they call the ISR, this uh, induced systemic uh, resistance. This is a different pathway, a very potent pathway, but it's another one. So basically when you're putting on this particular product, you're stimulating more than one pathway. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you, um, and again, maybe early on, but they didn't understand why that was happening, but certainly we can understand now that the combination of the two is given a synergy that's that's uh, creating quite a nice response in the plant. And that's so, why it is. So, so, I, so I have a question. You talk about the SAR and ISR. Talking about the action products from Syngenta, where would you categorize the... Well, I think, you know, again, I, I would leave it to them, but I would characterize them as more in the SAR. SAR. Yes. So more of the phosphite type. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and... and we get, we're probably getting a little bit uh, over into it a bit, but the, the fact that you have both pathways working gives you a better umbrella. You, know, you think about it with your combination products for, for uh, fungicide programs where you're using, uh, you know, you might be using something that's going to last a little longer, one that's more contact, one that's more systemic. Think about it in that regard, that you're really increasing that umbrella of cover and activity by using a combo product. Do you feel by inducing both at the same time you could have a synergistic effect? Yes. And I also feel that you have to prime the plant. As Tony mentioned, and Brad might want to kick in on this as well. These products are to protect you 
they are effectively creating a situation in the plant that it's healthier. Okay? So unless you get it out before the disease or before the stress, it's not going to be very effective. These are programming type program, uh, products that you're going to put on as baseline for whatever frequency and rate and combo you want to use. But nevertheless, we have to think, this is a thinking person's game. They have to be ready for the response. Like right tonight, it's getting cold. People are actually wearing long pants in Florida for a change. You got to get ready for the stress. You can't wait till the stress comes. You have to do it before. And that's a big point. At least, and most people who work in the plant health business will tell you at least two applications that would help stimulate. This is not overnight. You're stimulating genes. They're going to create proteins. They're going to create responses throughout the plant. That doesn't happen overnight. Okay, this is not a knockdown product killing some spore. This is getting the plant ready to protect itself. So you meant that transitions into really my final thought. Any specific do's and don'ts? Uh, do mix it with with other things. Don't do. Is there anything uh, one should take precautions of or rate limitations, frequency limitations? Any. Anything like that? Temperature limitations? Yeah, so I'll kind of jump in here. So, I mean, the, the major don'ts, we, we talk about uh, pretty uh, pretty openly. Don't take mix with, with chemistry's PCMB. That, that's one of those that, uh, you know, has, has some phytotoxicity uh, by itself, and, and you know, that, that's just one we steer clear of. Um, really, any high rates of ferrous sulfate. That's one of those that uh, we can enhance that blackening effect, and, and you know we don't want that undesirable result for uh, for end users. Um, you know, as far as dues, you know, there's there's a lot of good uh, research out there as far as tank mix partners, and we have a lot of you know, like I mentioned earlier, like John's mentioned, we have a lot of university research out that shows uh, you know multiple species that we've used tank mix uh, combinations on different rates uh, of both chemistry and civitas. So I think there's a lot of information out there. We're obviously available here. Uh, you know, to support uh, to support the industry and, and, and our end users and our customers to to uh, you know to guide recommendations, but um, think you can be be fairly confident in a lot of those tank mix uh, those tank mix partners. Personally, uh, you know, used it uh, both with uh, several different fertility packages, um, uh, so I think that they definitely have seen it in the field that it, it works quite well. Um, with a, a wide array of fertility products. Um, you know, as far as rates and timings are concerned, it really depends on, you know, the, the type of stress that you're trying to target. You know, the higher the stress um, and, and the more uh, severe the stress, you kind of have to get at it a little bit earlier and, and be at a little bit higher rate, a little bit tighter interval. Um, you know, if it's just a general, I'm looking for some turf quality and turf density, you know, you can probably back that down to the lower end of, of, of the rate and, um, you know, it, extended intervals on that uh, just based on, on what you're trying to get out of the product. I would also say don't not change your maintenance program. Once you start implementing this into your program, your overall program, you must make adjustments because the leaves last longer on a civitas treated uh, plant probably about 14 days. You know, traditional leaves last around 28 to 35 days. This goes up to 42 days. You may have to do a little more pruning of those leaves because, you know, you're going to have greater density. So those things might have to be changed. Certainly because of the fact that we have higher nitrogen, we want to cut back a little bit on the nitrogen so that we don't get lush growth and cut back on the water. It's like any other product. You put on surfactant, you cut back on the water. You don't keep on wearing it to say, right, it'll get too wet. 
So at the end of the day, you have to make adjustments. This is a product that you have to think about what it's doing. You make adjustments in all those different areas, whether you're watering, fertilizing, putting on other types of amendments, you have to make those adjustments. And you'll keep the green speeds that you want. You'll get the quality that you deserve, and you'll lower your inputs. Is it possible that there are users out there that are probably running a little too lean on their nitrogen fertility inputs, and this helps bring them up to a more desirable range? And then maybe so that might be a case where they don't, they shouldn't potentially switch anything because they've actually improve their situation. But certainly you can cut back on using your PGRs. And, and Raymond, we, this, this, we've done this test, and uh, I know Brad's done it in Texas for me. We've done it in Florida. They've done it in Penn State. They've done it in California. This, high, this increase in nitrogen is across all species. There's your grass in Texas, Bermuda grass down here, Poa annua and bent grass in California. This is a very uh, striking uh, response amongst all plants. And it really ties back to the increased nitrogen assimilation. Again, another pathway stimulated by this product that makes nitrogen uh, uptake more efficient. And therefore, you can cut back a little bit. But at the end of the day, the overall goal is to have good quality. So you, every golf course is going to be a little bit different. And that's where your eyes come in and you make the decision. Perhaps Dr. Cesar could add one other tank mix partner. because And we learned a lot from you because you did all your work uh, for the company with Primo. Yeah, sure. And I came to you six years ago, as I saw in the field here in Florida when we first started in Florida. A lot of the users that were using it with NPK started using it with their NPK cocktails, if you will, and Primo. And the efficacy was incredible in terms of length of plant health response, et cetera. And I came to you because you did so much work with, with Primo. So we talk about Phosphite being a great tank mix partner, along with NPK, but can you explain just briefly why so many see the benefits? Primo is used extensively now with Civitas in the tank mix. Yeah, we've done studies for Civitas looking at rates of Primo, and again, that 50% reduction comes to mind that you could easily bring that rate down if you want to, and I think that would be something that could be considered by many superintendents. Uh, why does this happen? Uh, but again, the plant health aspect more? Right. Uh, the Civitas is, uh, I mean, Primo, what does it do? What do we see in Primo? We see reduced growth. We see greater density. Uh, we see higher nitrogen contents in the uh, turf tissue. Why is that? Well, Primo acts a little differently. They're suppressing gibberellin activity so the cells aren't elongated. They're getting fatter. They're getting bigger. So the, plant, the leaves are getting thicker. They look more dense. And because they're not growing, you're not growing your nitrogen content out, the nitrogen concentration in the turf tissue goes up about a half a percent, even up to one percent. There's only two products that give you greater density, gives you that nitrogen content that you want, and that playability, and that's Primo and Civitas in the marketplace. They do about this, they do very similar things in different ways. Obviously, Primo's taking it more from a hormonal response and gibberellic acid, and uh, the Civitas is doing these, is doing the induced systemic uh, resistance pathway. But nevertheless, they're doing very similar things, and that's a unique property for this particular product compared to the uh, the PGR. So, Brad, I think you may want to chime in on this too, from what you see in in the turf out in your your part of the country, but what we see in the east is then in the real world, we don't necessarily see all these end users that are mixing it in, in Primo. We don't see 
the reduction, they don't reduce the rates of the Primo. Instead, what they enjoy, the benefit is the increase because the Primo helps with the, the added plant health benefit. It's the synergistic reaction. So, I mean, that's just what we see in the real world. We yeah. see in the real world they're not necessarily cutting their Primo rates back, but instead what they enjoy, and please chime in, we just see that the satisfaction goes way up, if you will, when they're doing these phosphite, Primo, NPK. So, sounds like they're happier and, overall with their program. Yes. And they yeah. just want more of it, and they just want to stick, yes, stick exactly. with it. Yeah, so, absolutely. And leave some room for it. Well, look, yes. we at Harold's are certainly interested. Uh, we, you know, we're lucky. We, we're, we're conducting some work here with Mike Rienzi here in, um, in, in central coastal Florida. You guys are doing work all over the country, so we're going to, you know, it's, it's now an offering at Harold's, and we're going to continue to, to explore it. Uh, uh, we have work combinations with our Harold's programs that um, we're going to continue to evaluate. And so um, I'm just happy we had this opportunity to discuss it and um, bring some new information to, to our users and explore how we're going to put it together with our programs potentially in the future. So, all right, guys, thank you very much. Thank I appreciate you. that. Thank, thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Turf Dudes. For more information about Civitas, please visit www.civitasturf.com. To send Dr. Schneider and the Herald's Turf Dudes team your questions or comments, or to be featured on an upcoming episode, reach out to us at Turf Dudes on Twitter or by email to turfdudes at heralds.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music or tune in directly at www.turfdudes.com. Send your questions to at TurfDudes on Twitter or by email to TurfDudes at Heralds.com. TurfDudes is spelled T-U-R-P-H-D-U-D-E-S.